0: Go now to Dr. Sivuyili Madikana, who is on the line from Johannesburg. Good morning, sir.
1: Good morning, Enzo. How are you
0: doing? I'm good. Uh, the issue of HIV is such an important one, given how many people in this country have HIV. I remember having some uh, some students from Norway here, and they asked how many people had HIV. And when I told them how many million, they, they said, are you joking? That's more than our population. <laughs>
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: And then we think of how many people are on antiretrovirals. Um, yeah, and it's so important that we understand what antiretrovirals do and how important it is to take them regularly. So let's start yeah. with the antiretroviral. What does it? What does it do in terms of this virus that's plaguing so many people in our country?
1: Yeah, I think just before we get to the antiretroviral, just want to give the listeners just. Uh Just a bit of background in terms of just the population in our country that has HIV. Um, Because I was doing some research the other day as well. And um, it's staggering and also shocking that we've got over 7 million people um, that are HIV positive living um, in South Africa. Um, And out of those people, we have only 48% of them on antiretroviral medication. Which is is a bit of a problematic situation in the sense that the new recommendation from the World Health Organization is that as soon as anyone is diagnosed with HIV, uh, we need to start them on antiretrovirals as soon as possible. So getting to the point of antiretrovirals themselves so antiretrovirals are um, as they say they, they they basically work against the virus mm. so the medication given to people that are HIV positive to kind of um not completely rid the body of um of the HIV virus but kind of halt the reproduction of the HIV virus mm. in the human body
0: it's just it's like blocking it it's like putting a spanner in a, a factory mm. you you just slowing it down as it were but now yeah, so you, you, the, the reality is that not everyone uh, was eligible to get ARVs mm. the 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 rules and regulations in terms of who should go on ARVs has changed. Tell us about that.
1: Yes, they have. So previously we had um, a cut-off point. So initially, um, in terms of when the government decided to start rolling out um, antiretroviral treatments to people in South Africa, if you can remember from a couple of years ago when the whole scandal happened between Mantu Shabalala and Siman, and also the former president of um, mm-hmm. um eventually got to a point where we were rolling out antiretrovirals in South Africa. And initially, people were given um, a set point, which was a CD4 count of 350. And then after that, we started noticing in the medical fraternity that people coming in with a low CD4 count are already extremely sick. So they moved it up from 350 to 500. But then in terms of research as well, we we noted that people are still being sick and we get things such as IRIS, which as immune reconstitution, um, uh, inflammatory syndrome, um, even at high CD4, count, such as 500. And also there's a whole host of things that happen in terms of when you don't take ARVs immediately. Mm. Um, that's research that's been found quite recently. So now the the World Health Organization recommended that everyone starts antiretroviral treatment as soon as they diagnose with HIV.
0: And, of course, the and thinking so that's, changed. That's what
1: we've adopted in South Africa as well.
0: The thinking was that um, you actually don't need antiretrovirals until you get to the point where your immune system is losing the fight. So that was the, 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 the thinking at the time. And once you start, you've got to keep on taking it. And, of course, when they started, I mean, you had cocktails of pills. And so yeah. the, the sense was don't. Take these pills, which have side effects, until you really need them. The thinking now is rather get in so that the disease doesn't get hold.
1: Yeah, because so so what what was noticed was in in terms of just reducing the infection rate as well. So as soon as you start people in retroviral treatment and they're adherent to it, they have a lower um um viral load in their body and a higher CD4 count, which means their bodies are much stronger to fight any kind of infection that might come through. You know, their CD4 is much higher with the lower viral load. Um, And in that sense, there's less transmission of the virus itself. So that's the one point of it. Mm -hmm. And then the other reason is, um, so there there was some research done overseas um, in the US where they looked at two different groups of people. Um, People that started ARVs immediately and the people that didn't start ARVs immediately. And what they noted was that there was a whole host of um, kind of damage that the actual virus does to the body, which they hadn't noted before, um, because it, it generally eats away, uh, supposedly in layman's term, at, at, um, at the brain cells, at your heart cells. Those are kind of things that we're noticing, and especially also in children. We noted that um, it, it does a, a, a whole host of damage in, in terms of uh, brain damage in children, if we don't start them on antiretrovirals as soon as they want, if they are HIV exposed,
0: the transference and the issue of, of mothers passing it on to children, and more importantly, uh, people who felt that once they had HIV, they were doomed to never have uh, sex or children, and and once the CD4 count is um, a, a, a is strong and your body is able to fight the virus um, people are able to have children without the kinds of concerns they had of yesteryear
2: yeah
1: no definitely the, the, so they call it the PTCMT program which is prevention of mother to child transmission um so, so now if, if, if even if a couple is possibly let's say um both uh, parties in the couple are HIV positive. They still have the, they still have the possibility of having a child who's eight HIV negative. At the end of the day, so um, I mean the country has done really well in terms of uh, putting those structures in place.
0: Mm. And I remember, you know, in, in the the good old bad old days of Mantisha, and Samang, you know, the the, uh, the the stats then were one in three, and and now it's um it's it, it's to the point where we want it to be in terms of mother to child transmission.
1: No, no, definitely. Um, So there's there's really good programs in terms of uh, what um, the government is doing and also just non-governmental organizations in terms of letting mothers know and getting mothers tested for um, HIV before they give birth. So part of the problem was previously as well that we didn't know just how many people were HIV positive. So part of the green card currently, if a woman is pregnant, and going to I suppose any government institution currently in the country be it a clinic they get tested for HIV they get tested for syphilis and also they get tested for their HP so we all know the kind of tests that we have in the country how many women who are childbearing age are HIV positive and which ones you can put on um antiretrovirals and if don't need antiretrovirals etc.
0: Now the big issue for people who are taking antiretrovirals is the issue of side effects. In the olden days, people had to take these cocktails and the side effects for many people were untenable and some people actually stopped. Now mm-hmm. the, the, the number of stories around people who stop are much lower. Tell us about how that's yeah. changed.
1: Yeah, so I, I think, um, I remember like at some point in time, I think a couple of years ago, um, we, we used to read about the, the, the ARV denialists and yeah. I suppose this was a group of people that were saying people should not be taking Arabies because mm. ARVs will make them even sicker yeah. than what they are currently. And that kind of notion came about from the side effects that the drugs that we used to use um, had on people. So for example, like um, the drug as Evidine, which we no longer use in the country in terms of the regimen that we have that we give to, to the people, especially in the public sector, because it used to cause what we call um, lipodystrophy, so, which is unequal distribution of fat in your body. Um, so people get like body like dysmorphic kind of um, appearances just from using that and also cause liver injury, and liver toxicity. So, but however, with, with advancement in terms of research and finding the right kind of ARVs and getting the right price for them in the country, and getting the right generics, we've managed to get a good host of antiretroviral treatments, which have less toxic effects on the body than the ones previously. So that's where we are currently in the country. And so, um, we've also gone to a point where we give what we call a fixed dose combination. So the big problem previously was also that we just have to give about three tablets at a time. Um, that some of them were different sizes, very big, and they also caused nausea and vomiting.
0: Mm, and they were like so bullets, we, yeah.
1: Yeah, they were quite huge. Mm. So, but, but now we have one fixed dose. We call it a fixed dose combination. It's 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 a tablet containing three different types of um, classes of antiretrovirals in one tablet that a patient only has to take once a day, which is much, much better.
0: And, of course, the whole issue of, of saying that ARVs are, are dangerous... Uh, is laughable because you know um we we're talking about testicular cancer and one of the treatments for that is chemotherapy which yeah. as we know is chemotherapy is incredibly toxic but we know any kind of medication it's the the ratio of the benefit you get versus right. the damage it causes to to the healthy city uh, a tissue um yeah. and so to say it's, it's harmful, of course, M- most medications you take have side effects. It's about understanding that. What advice do yeah. you, do you, do you um, give to people who are new to ARVs in terms of managing side effects?
1: I mean, um, just generally, be, I personally believe in self-education. So before even trying to, you know, getting onto the treatment itself, or even before you go to get tested, just read around what HIV is about and read around what the treatment is all about as well. And when you start taking the treatment, just have a read in terms of what it is that you're taking, what kind of side effects you should expect, and and also how other people have dealt with them and what the recommendations are in terms of dealing with the side effects that you have uh, per se. Um, and, and also um, the other thing is people must forget, in terms of just healthcare and taking care of their health, even if you're HIV positive, you're not different from any other person's HIV negative. So it's a holistic approach. You have to live a healthy lifestyle. You have to eat well. You have to exercise. You have to take your treatment. And so it's your mental
0: health things. as well. Yeah.
1: Yes. So yeah, it's a whole yeah, host of yeah, things and yeah. not yeah. just the enterretroviral themselves. Yeah. And that's what people miss a lot of the times. For example, they'll just be taking the antiretrovirals by themselves and not eating or not exercising well and not it's a whole holistic approach and also just to just the listeners in terms of just need to educate yourself around all the things that you need to know about.
0: I've got some questions that have come through the first one is syphilis curable completely or is it one of those that come back at some time I think talking about the issue of a virus that perhaps doesn't have symptoms but may come back.
1: Yeah so syphilis can lie dormant in the, in the human body but it is curable though. so as soon as you Diagnose that you have syphilis, you can cure it.
0: But with the HIV virus, explain how that's not curable.
1: Yeah, so so the HIV virus in itself, it's it's quite difficult, and that's why we had the biggest problem in terms of trying to cure HIV. In the sense that once a person gets infected with HIV, we can't detect it in the first three months, right? So a person has this infection in the body which we can't find, and then apparently. The virus then goes to what we call uh, lymph-associated um, tissue. So like there's some of it in the gut, so gut-associated lymph tissue, where it, it literally forms a home in there and just continues replicating and replicating and replicating. So the problem is that we haven't gotten to a point where we can completely rid the body of all the reservoirs of HIV viruses in the body we can kill them to a point where the viral load of the HIV is undetectable, but unfortunately you can't get to a point where we've completely cured the body of any HIV virus.
0: Mm. I've got an interesting question here. Can the side effects determine the fact that the treatment is working or not? And of course that's sadly no, (laughs) but it's an interesting question that people might think there's a connection.
1: Yeah, I know there's absolutely no connection between side effects and and and, and the efficacy of um the treatment itself. Mm. Um I mean, it's the side effects are outside of whether the treatment
0: yeah. is working or not. And of course, it's actually easy to see if the treatment's working because you can do a, you can you can check your 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 count, and that'll mm-hmm. tell you. Um,
1: yeah, uh, so you can check a CD4 count. Yes. You can check the viral load as
0: yeah. well. And the viral load gives you a very good indication. And and a lot of people who uh, have and are living with HIV say that. You know, when people tell you you've got to watch what you eat, you've got to watch, you know, your habits, your drinking, your smoking, the way you are in the world, um, you know, the emotional health. They say the easiest thing is that when you see that your viral load shoots up, you know, you've actually got to you've got to rein it in. Now, Mm -hmm. some people say they are not on antiretrovirals and they're living healthily and they don't feel the need to go onto antiretrovirals. What do you say to those people?
1: Um, so the thing is we can't really dictate what people should be doing with their lives. We can only just recommend what we found in studies and, and what, what, what we recommend in terms of the medical fraternity is that people should be on antiretrovirals, especially now that, I mean, it's a dose combination for one tablet a day. Um, but also it's a whole holistic approach as well. Um, what, so, so the biggest. One of the biggest challenges that we're having now in terms of first world thinking as well is getting people to understand that HIV in itself is not just an acute condition um, and not just an infection. Um, we, we, we're now starting to treat it as a chronic condition, so for example, such as diabetes and hypertension, et cetera. So it's like someone with hypertension saying they've got hypertension, but they're not taking any treatment for it. At some point in time, their high blood pressure will shoot up to a point where they get a stroke. So the HIV virus in the body continually does damage to different parts of the body, be it the heart cells, be it the brain cells. Um, there's an interesting study that um, they're looking at now, um, it's called um, uh, the REPRISE study, which is looking at um, HIV-related heart disease. And we're trying to figure out what we can give patients in order to reduce the chances of them getting HIV-related heart disease because the HIV virus is known to affect the heart muscles and causing heart disease in patients. So those are the kind of things that people need to be cognizant of, that it's not just an acute condition, however, it is a long-standing condition. And even if, if you have HIV, you'll be able to live for a long period of time, but antiretrovirals help fight you know, the, the kind of damages that, you will have had in your body.
0: Mm. What, are the, what are the side effects that are the ones that people struggle the most with? Because some people find you know, uh, uh, nausea, for example, manageable, and other people find that um, nerve problems are, are the, the deal breaker. In your experience, what are, the, what are the things that are the reason that people stop taking antiretroviral?
2: Look,
1: um, it's, it's usually, so it's usually not just one reason to say. So it will be like a whole host of them, um, especially because each class of medication has different side effects. So sometimes not every patient gets all the side effects. Sometimes they get one. Sometimes they get two. So we get things like peripheral neuropathy, which is a nerve problem that they have—a tingling sensation. Mm, it's very on, weird. On their, yeah, yeah on I their, get it on with their,
0: my with migraines, which I have very seldomly, and it's the weirdest mm. thing.
1: So it's so, so really a weird feeling. I remember I used to get it as well on my face because there's a nerve running on your face and you get like this tingling sensation. It's quite irritating. So that's some, some, of, some of the issues that patients have. And also there's a drug called ephavorite which causes hallucinations.
0: And so that, um, that might so, be difficult for some people.
1: Yeah, so it, it, it kind of gets them very um, shaken up and that's usually the reason they will come to the hospital. Um,
0: and rashes are those are those deal breakers for some people.
1: Well, the rash is not for sure. I mean, um, I, I think people usually take rashes the same way they take, move their hand, vomiting. They're like, it's a rash. Mm. So deal with it. Mm. Um, mm. However, the, the other big problem, though, is um, that we, we we found is that what I was mentioning earlier on is called immune reconstitution uh, inflammatory syndrome, where the body was immunocompromised before and there were opportunistic infections in the body. However, when we give them antiretrovirals, their immune system all of a sudden now boosts up, um, their CD4 cells increase, and the body starts attacking those opportunistic infections. And sort of in a paradoxical manner that you're getting antiretrovirals, but you're becoming sicker. Okay. Yeah, so so we call that, Iris, we usually have to admit the patient um, and try to figure out what the problem is. Sometimes they might have like dormant TB lying in their bodies or they might have uh, possibly other infections, etc. So that gets people really um, not wanting to continue the inter and also it's like a psychological thing because the whole family will say um, this person was fine until they were put in ARVs and now they became sick again or rather became sicker than they were before sort of a paradoxical reaction to the body. The body is now fighting the producing infections in the body and thus making the patient sicker than they were before. However, it's sort of an acute thing which will, um, you know, just if you can treat it at that point in time just to reduce the inflammatory response, um, the patient will be fine.
0: Now, the, the one thing that... Um some people struggle with is the change in fat distribution. Once you know it, you can actually recognize it.
1: Yeah, uh, so that's the, when I was talking earlier on about stavitine. So we no longer use stavitine um, in our in our regimens. Um, we used to use it a lot before and it caused that re- redistribution of fat which is called lipodystrophy. Um, so we've kind of cut that out.
0: Ah, out so that's the, good news. Okay. Yeah. It did. It, it, yeah. It was It was something you know that once you knew, you you, you know you you'd notice it, um, but uh, you know it, it's, it's interesting the things that that some people struggle with and how other people, as you say, would just take it in their stride.
1: Yeah, and, and also the thing with like fascist evidence, so it would cause the fat redistribution, for example, um, would make people look quite gaunt. It would take fat away from their face, um, such as the temporal area around, um, around their cheekbones as well, mm. uh, where they'd actually look quite skinny Point. on their face. Yeah. 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 And however, they have like, all of this fat around their abdomen, mm. Or mm. their thighs, etc. Mm. So that was, it was a very, um, not such a great sight to see, for, especially for the person who is on the antiretrovirals.
2: Mm. However,
1: it also used to cause things like liver toxicity and liver damage. Um, So those are also part of the reasons why we had to take it off the the Mm roll.
0: In in terms of encouraging people to keep taking antiretrovirals, can you explain how important that is once you've started?
1: Yeah, so what we do before we, like when a person comes in for um, testing, of the questions that we ask um, our patients is, um, is there anyone else they do disclose to a close friend or close family member that they can really trust with that information because that's information that everyone should know as well. But also someone, someone that they're able to trust and they're able to, 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 to talk to if if they're having issues with the medication. Um and as I said earlier on they can they can sort of be accountable and not just to themselves but to another person as well. So that's part of the um sort of a way to kind of encourage um, our patients to continue taking the antiretrovirals. And also, we kind of, um, in the clinics as well, give them cards to to help remind them and help them tick off um, the days that they are taking them, you know, just to make sure that people are adherent to the medication. So when we take um, the the, the bloods at a later stage, you can kind of see the kind of trends that people have with this not adherent at a certain point in time and we, we continually have counselors um, that can call on to kind of talk to the patients if they still want to come and see someone. We also have home-based carers that can come and see them and talk to them. And, yeah, those kind of things that we do.
0: Siva you'll have to tell you that Yama tweeted a picture of you on Twitter talking about this interview. And yeah. we sit in the studio and we've got a whole lot of TV screens around you. Yeah. And there's some... Arbitrary sports program, and there's a guy there, and I have to. T- I said, "Guys, look, look!" And of course, he's, he's not identical to you, but he's got that look, that sort of really styled hair, and of course, that cute vibe going. Oh <laughs> so, for you listeners, if you want to know what um, Sivayili looks like, then you're going to have to go to Twitter and and check him out in a good way, yeah. in a good way. <laughs> Thanks thanks for uh, coming on to Cape Talk and sharing your knowledge with us. It's most appreciated.
1: All right. Thank you so much for having me. I hope people learned a lot as well. It's just, it's always great to kind of talk about these things so that people do know because a lot of people have questions and there aren't enough answers out there in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um, important.
1: So we're always ready to just like decide information whenever we need it to.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. All right, Lindsay. Cheers, you take bye. care. Bye-bye.